This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, folks, this is Real Presence Live, and it's our last half hour of the show this morning. Steve Sponskowski here along with Brandon Clark. And we have a very special story to share with you here. Brandon is going to be in studio with his wife, Tonya, um, and they just had an addition to their family. But we want to talk about the graces that the Lord offers to his faithful people. Um, and so we're going to have them share their story. So I'm actually going to step out of the studio and let them share their story. So, Brandon, take it away. Thanks, Steve. Well, um, so for those of you who uh, don't know our story um, and, and have never heard of us, um, my name is uh, Brandon Clark, and, and I'm hosting this morning. Um, and I used to work for Real Presence Radio for about seven years. And um, I was married in 2014, October 25th, 2014, to my wonderful and beautiful wife, Tonya. And uh, we come from a large family, or Tonya comes from a large family, and uh, she has uh, 12 siblings, and um, there's lots of grandkids. We, the, I think the count is, is going to be like 61 now. And, um, and so we just kind of figured that we would get married and, uh, and have children, right? That was, that was the thing. That's, that's what all of her, almost all of her siblings do. They, uh, they get married and, and they have large and, and beautiful families. And so we thought that that's exactly what the Lord had planned. But uh, it wasn't exactly what the Lord had planned. And so I just want to welcome in my wife here, Tonya. And uh, thanks for being with us, dear. Welcome. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, that those first few months of, of marriage and, um, and what happened and, and kind of what developed. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess I was just really excited. You know, the Lord was working in our lives and calling us to marriage. And so we got married. And uh, yeah, you're right. I just kind of assumed that you get married. And you start having kids, and that's what our family does. And fa- and kids are are very welcome in our family. We're very excited for every new addition. Is like, yay! Okay, whose turn is it to have the next one? You know, like <laughs> no pressure, but um, just the the joy that we find in life and in adding to that family and the family of God and just the 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 beautiful joy that comes in with that in that community that we build up. Um, and so I just assumed. Like all my sisters that were married, we just start popping out kids, no big deal. That was just what she did. Um, so then after the first couple months, you know, we didn't, we knew about natural family planning. Um, we weren't actively doing it because we just took for granted <laughs> that if, you know, you, if you did the right things, you got pregnant. Um, and so then when that didn't happen right away, you know, I was like, well, there's an adjustment that happens after you get married, you know, you have to you adjust to each other. And so just taking, you know, trying to be balanced about that attitude, not get too worked up or upset about it. Um, because I know, you know, some of our siblings, you know, took nine months, some took a year. Okay, no big deal. We'll just roll with it. Um, so right away, it, I mean, it wasn't too terribly stressful. I mean, I was bummed that we didn't get pregnant right away. You know, honeymoon babies are always fun. Um, but <laughs> uh, so it was a little bumming, um, but just kind of rolling with it. Um, right away and being like, okay, okay, no big deal. We'll just, we'll just keep rolling. Yeah. So six months go by, uh, and then a year and then a couple years and three years. And it starts to 
we went through different stages, I would say this. So sometimes I would be the one struggling, um, and then sometimes I would be the, the rock, and then sometimes you would, you, you know, be struggling. And I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about, um, and then I can share, kind of what was on your heart um, through those first few years um, before we, we took a, an additional step. Sure. Um, I think after the first year, I was like, eh, something's not right. You know, start, you know, like questioning health-wise things that way. Um, I think we started regularly using NFP like six months Yeah, into about six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we did the simple thermal method. Um, so, you know, and doing that and um, just keeping with that for a while and hoping that that would work. Um, and, and it didn't. Um, <laughs> I think what was I was going on interiorly because, like you said, you know, we took kind of took turns um, mourning, <laughs> if you want to say that, um, where I would be the rock and and you would be upset, and then uh, you would be the rock and I would be upset, um, and we kind of went back and forth. I do remember a time though when we started looking more into the health things. Um, I remember praying. Lord, because <laughs> you know, it takes two to tangle, right? Um, was it me? Was it you? Was it us together? And I remember asking him. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I remember asking him, Lord, if there's a problem, please let it be me. Because I didn't want um, just a burden on you. Um, and... Uh, I don't know, just, I just felt like if it, if, if I was the problem, you know, I could handle that. <laughs> um, just didn't want you to have additional stress. Um, but then as we continued the health journey, just recognizing that it did take both of us um, and finding out what we did, uh, find out about each of us, you know, um, and even in our families, because we had to do some family history um, and things that popped up and... Um, things that people don't talk about because uh, it's like i don't know <laughs> it's not a topic people it's, it's too private um and finding out infertility issues on both sides and we're like oh my gosh you know so like it really drew me in closer to some of your family and it drew me in closer to some of my family um extended family um because i didn't know their histories and we eventually had to gather histories in order to continue to the next step of of health um and so just finding out that so many people struggle with it, I had no clue, just nobody talks about it. Um, and I guess I wish they would have, because, right. I mean, we could have started a little bit further along in our journey um, if, if we had more information. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I know it wasn't easy, but, um, you know, it's unshared pain is, is wasted pain. And, and so, you know, part of us coming on and, and sharing our story this morning is we recognize that there might be some people out there who have experienced similar things or are currently going through um, similar things with, with infertility. And, um, and so <clears throat> just a little bit about my heart. Um, so I grew up a, a cradle Catholic, right? So I was just um, kind of going through the motions and um, once we got married, I started getting more into my faith and more into uh, scripture and in a personal relationship with the Lord. And so, over these these first few years, I would, um, you know, I would read scripture, right? 
I would read the the Annunciation and and how it, you know the the angel said nothing shall be impossible for the Lord, you know, um, as as he talked about Elizabeth being pregnant. And I would read things like your wife shall be a, a like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your house, right? Uh, you know, I, I would read the story of of Abraham and Sarah and and Isaac and um, I believe it's Rachel, um, and and how. The Lord opened the wombs of 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 Sarah and 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 Rachel and and He remembered them right He He it says in Scripture that He remembered them and and so I I remember thinking like uh, and even even in the gospel right asking you shall see or asking you shall receive seeking you shall find and so I remember placing my my hope in these these Scripture verses um, and and you know just just thinking that you know at at some point. We're going to get pregnant, you know. It, it, it just wouldn't make sense for us not to. We have a great support system, wonderful family. You know, we're we're, we're set up in 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 the right direction. So at some point, it's going to happen. Uh, and as I would read these scripture verses, I would become more and more upset as the years passed because I didn't understand. I was asking, and and we weren't receiving, and and my wife was not a, a fruitful vine in the recesses of my home. Uh, in in the sense of bearing children, I mean, we had a r- rocky marriage that we worked on and and um, you know worked through some things, but um, you know, I just I didn't understand. I I couldn't I couldn't fathom why these things that have happened throughout Scripture that that we see um, and how the look, Lord looked kindly upon all these people wasn't happening, and so I I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I was completely angry with God, but but I was I was trying to figure out what, what he was doing. I, I didn't understand. And, and sometimes I would be really mad at the Lord and yell at him. And sometimes I would just cry and, and sit in his arms and be like, Lord, I just, I don't understand why. And, um, and it was really difficult as, as the years passed. Um, you know, we, we hit, uh, what was it, four years? Um, and we, we started pursuing Pope Paul VI Institute, which for those who haven't heard about it, um, it's it's solidly Catholic uh, pro-life um, clinic in in Omaha, Nebraska, where they work specifically with couples who are experiencing infertility uh, through NAPRO technology and and natural family planning. They use the Creighton model of natural family planning, and as we we continued through our um, journey, our health journey, you know, it became apparent that maybe we should look into this Pope Paul VI Institute. So, Tonya, maybe you want to pick it up there. Sure. I'm actually going to back up just a touch and then go forward a little bit. Um, So, we, our approach to um, our health has um, been more of a holistic approach. Um, So, we doctor at Prairie Naturopathic Doctors in Moorhead, um, just for that whole health um, outlook on life. So, we had been doing... Um, care with them and they're awesome um, and Dr. Molly oh, was my doctor and she had actually suggested Pope Paul VI she was like have you ever heard of this and I'm like no <laughs> um, and so we um, ended up learning how to do Creighton model uh, uh, and uh, submitted everything to Pope Paul VI and then we um, scheduled to meet up with them um, and they're awesome to work with. Um, Dr. Teresa Hilders was my doctor. She was great. 
Um, and it is. It's they also work with just women um, because their focus is um, healthy women. Um, and a part of being a healthy woman is having a active reproductive um, life. <laughs> I mean, if you're married, obviously that's something that uh, a good focus for. But even as single women, um, I had uh, extremely painful periods growing up and throughout my adult life. And I just thought that that was one something that happened and you take uh, pain carriers frequently to keep the pain away. And that that's not healthy and uh, um, that's not ideal. So um, we went down there, um, not even just to get pregnant. It was just because I was experiencing other health issues. Um, so we did. We went down there um, and we did what they recommended and they ended up finding endometriosis and some cysts and they actually unplugged a fallopian tube that was that was plugged. So, And so that was a great, great, um, not only find, but but it was a great experience for them to be able to help you health wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always said after that point that, you know, even if we wouldn't ever get pregnant, I would do that trip all over again because it certainly helped you over the next number of months Mm -hmm. and and the, and even year as far as your, your cycles go. And so that was a great gift. And, you know, I should, I should add this part too, is that as we continue through this journey of infertility, um, you know, we had, discerned a, a call to foster care potentially uh, and or adoption and so while we were down in Omaha there's a place called Boys Town and there and if you have never heard of Boys Town we don't really have time to get into the specifics of it um, but but how it works is is kids will come and they will provi- be provided a, a home where they can have the family experience and they can learn what it means to you know grow up in in a, a loving, surrounded, Christ-centered home, which is, uh, which is a great gift. And it was there that we kind of discerned that this is maybe where the Lord is calling us to um, foster care and, and adoption. And so we left Omaha with um, high hopes for uh, your health, not necessarily a pregnancy, um, but then a, a mission towards uh, having children if we can have them biologically by foster care and or adoption. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if you can talk a little bit about that. Sure. That was an amazing journey. <laughs> Even in you know, how the Lord, you were talking about a fruitful vine. Like, you know, you think fruitful vine, you think your own biological kids, right? But n- maybe not. Maybe it's just a fruitful heart, you know, a fruitful soul um, where the Lord calls you somewhere and you say, yes, that's fruit. You know, so uh, just our journey that way. I mean, can you... Do we have time? Can you share a little bit about your struggle? Yeah, you know, so I had, uh, I had always thought biological children was the way, right? The the right way to to go, uh, and anything else is is secondary, um, including adoption. And I was not open to foster care. And um, you know, the the Lord laid it on my heart in prayer one morning. Um, I, I don't even remember what. Uh, I, I do remember what scripture verse it was. It's not the exact one, but it was talking about the stranger. Um, and w- will you let the stranger into your heart was the question he asked me. Um, and, you know, I, I had to look at him and, and say, I don't know. Um, and he talked about the openness to children and how even those who don't have their biological parents deserve a loving family. They deserve to know Christ and have a loving home. 
And if I would be open to it because I was the, the obstacle, you know, <laughs> um, then these children, they can experience the love of Christ in your home and you can have children and you, you will be fruitful in a way that you have never known or imagined. And I said, okay, that's great. I'll, I'm open to adoption. <laughs> and then Tonya, so I told Tonya the story and everything like that. And she said, well, what about foster care? I said, uh, no, 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 no. I'm open to adoption. That's enough. We'll work with that. Um, and then it was after Pope Paul VI where, where my heart really opened to, you know, um, t- to anybody, to whoever the Lord wanted to provide, they would be the greatest gift that, that he could provide to us and would be exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we were open to that. We began going to foster care training. And, mm-hmm. and you, at, at the same time, I will add that we were building a house uh, because we live with her parents and we're going to buy the place from them at some point. And so we were building a house um, from the ground up. We were doing the work. And so, you know, there, there was a lot going on in our lives, a lot of moving pieces, um, because people <laughs> in our family were like, well, you have to fill out adoption paperwork because then you'll get pregnant, or you have to build a house because then you'll get pregnant. Go you on know, a you, big vacation, yeah, you'll get pregnant. <laughs> you hear all these stories, but it never worked. <laughs> um, and so we were just, we were, we were trying to follow the Lord's will, and, um, and we didn't really know where he was leading, mm-hmm. um, but we had thought we had a pretty good plan. And then... One day we went on a trip. This one day was actually last fall. Mm-hmm. We went on a trip out west to go horseback riding with your sisters and their, and their husbands and their kids and everything like that. And I'll let you pick it up here. Sure. Um, so, and we, and to, you know, like we, a year before we had quit charting. I told Brandon I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I was emotionally done. We had, I had a couple longer um, cycles where I thought, oh, maybe this time. And I wasn't. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, it's too much of a toll. Um, I just need, we just need to quit charting. We just give it to the Lord. Done. So we hadn't been charting for about a year. We'd continued with um, naturopathic medicine, um, but we'd stopped pretty much any other therapeutics. Um, so we went, <laughs> headed out on this trip, and I, I kind of was aware of where my cycle was, but in my head, I kind of had to be like, not counting. I'm not counting. <laughs> and so this weekend was great. We went out to Mordora. And we did some pretty intense hiking up and down. Um, we uh, did some horseback riding, um, and that was pretty intense. Um, and then uh, we ended up getting home, and I was like, I'm not counting, I'm not counting. And then one morning, I pulled bacon out to make bacon for breakfast, because that's what I always do. I pulled it out of the fridge, I looked at it, and I put it back in the fridge. I'm like, I can't make that this morning. What kind of person does that? I know. <laughs> what kind of person puts the bacon back? <laughs> pregnant one <laughs> so and that's kind of when I got my clue I talked to Brandon about maybe doing a test and we did it and it came back positive and we were shell-shocked for like 15 minutes I didn't know what that was I've <laughs> never seen a positive pregnancy test I had seen a lot of negative ones um, and at a certain point we had made a decision just to not even test for a long long time um, because of, of the disappointment that came with seeing those negative tests mm-hmm. and um when we saw that that positive test, I, uh, I I didn't believe it. I didn't. I could. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> because I, I, I in six years we had never had that experience, and um, and now this this was real. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I you know when you asked me to test, I like I was like no, not doing it. <laughs> 
and then we ended up finding one last test way in the back of the count of the cupboard and uh, I ran it and I put it in the on the sink and walked away I was like I'm not looking at it it's just gonna be negative and like 20 seconds it was positive I'm like oh that's how those things are supposed to work <laughs> yeah yeah and I, you know I was reminded of a uh, a dream that I had in prayer and I haven't told many people about this but um or more of a uh, an image of of you you had given birth and the lord had told me rejoice your wife will be pregnant um and you will have a child and uh and i had tucked that away deep inside but at that moment it came flooding back and the lord said you see i keep my promises um and it was a great gift. And, and I know we only have a few minutes left here. So fast forward 10 months, because that's how long it takes to grow a baby. Um, and all the wonderful experiences with that. Um, she was born Isabella Mary Grace, mm-hmm. May 22nd at 1214. So she's three weeks old. Mm-hmm. Talk, about, um, talk about what was on your heart. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. So much. Um, I don't think you really can appreciate it until you get right there. Um, I mean, just... Excitement, nervousness, fear. I mean, you, I mean, pretty much almost every emotion you could possibly do, but excitement, joy, um, all that. You know, honestly, I don't think I really could like ground it until they, until she popped out and they put her on my chest. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that just came out of me. It's alive and it's beautiful. And they're a lot of work, but they're totally worth it. You know, so like, I think I have a better appreciation for her now as a baby than if I would have just started popping them out real easy um, right away. I think I think the Lord needed to work that gratitude in my heart, and I think I have a greater appreciation for them now, for a little baby. Yeah, you know, and and I think about how the Lord He knows every hair on our head, right? He He talks about that, and and it's just a good reminder that He doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't miss a single detail. Through all of the years of pain that, that we dealt with um, and, and the struggles that came along with the infertility, um, he never gave up. He never abandoned us. And so I caught her and, and as I held her in my arms, like, I just, I broke down. I cried. I couldn't believe that, that this was reality, that the Lord blessed us in this way. And it was like, it was just kind of like the, the extra, like <laughs> the cherry on top, right? Um, and that's putting it too simply, but like just how much he loves us and cares for us and wants to bless us more than we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And so we had her baptized on May 30th and both of us and, and even Monsignor Schlesselman were just bawling because <laughs> um, it was so beautiful yeah. that, that the Lord answered a, a prayer that was, and I just remember, I, I know we're almost out of time, but I just remember for the, just asking the Lord to just take away the desire. Like mm-hmm. if I'm not going to be a father, just take it away. And he never did. And I'm glad he never did because the love I have for that little girl is, uh, is a whole new level. And of course I love you, um, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but, but you know, it's just a, a whole new level of love and, mm-hmm. and self gift. And so we're just so grateful. Mm-hmm for that that gift anything else you want to add uh no you pretty much covered it i love you too but i have a new love for her and it's definitely uh deeper i'm not not deeper but like i can love on a whole whole new level now right so i can bring that to our marriage as well 
So that's our story. Thanks for listening here for the past uh, 20 minutes and, and for letting us uh, share it with you because it is a great gift. I think it speaks to the Lord's, um, yeah, how he keeps his promises, how he never abandons us. So got to turn it over to Therese now here for a preview yeah. of the next show. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. So I just wanted to let everyone know the next Real Presence Live is tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Father Tim Smith will be your host coming to you live from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. He's on a mission to attend Sunday Mass in all 50 states. Daniel Markham will be on to share more. Then Dr. Kiara Wang will be on to discuss saints of many languages. And Father Scott Miller will be on to talk about his first weeks as a priest. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thanks, Therese. Mm-hmm. Well, we are coming to the end of the show here. And, um, you know, I just, Tony, I want to thank you again for, for being on. Um, you know, we've, we've been on a journey over the past uh, almost seven years. And, um, you know, I think it just really, it, it's really important to me that, um, that we stuck by each other through thick and thin. <laughs> um, and sometimes things were really thin, you know, <laughs> I'm holding on by, by, by God's thread. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the, the the important message I'd like to leave with people is is just never give up hope. You know, we heard that um, when Jake he talked about faith and hope, right? Just never give up hope because even if the Lord answers prayers in crazy timelines <laughs> or or in ways that we would never imagine, um, He's always there. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! He has a, a funny timing. Um, as uh, yeah, soon happening soon. Anything happening soon is. <laughs> Quite an interesting time frame. He never really gives like, a, oh, in two minutes, in 10 years, you know, he just, yeah, I keep my promises. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks so much for tuning in this morning. Thank you for, for listening to all of the wonderful guests we had from, from Deacon Steve Doran to Father Michael Schneider and, and talking about St. Teresa of Calcutta and the, the special novena and chaplet he created and uh, Jake. And, and how faith sustains the farming family. Um, if you missed any of it, you can find it on the website, realpresenceradio.com, or on the smartphone app. The podcast will be up later today. Thanks for staying with us and continue to listen to Real Presence Radio for so much more great programming throughout the day. God bless you. Things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and